guys welcome back to moving by god's grace it's ndambe here uh esther is not here uh, and it's almost a year and six months of us or maybe four <laughs> of us not recording and so it's just really something that is heavy on my heart it's not too hectic i just wanted to speak about something that i thought of today sunday i went to church i was serving today it was so so awesome to be back in church physically I was connecting online but online ain't my thing and also I've been in sort of like a funk but now we are good we are back and so today I just wanted to have a casual talk you know maybe it might not be casual (laughs) as I'm saying it will be but I really just wanted to talk about uh, I think two parts number one is how do I know that I'm saved or how do I how do I get saved? That is, of course, becoming born again. And then number two, what does me giving my name, my life to Jesus means? And I'm going to speak from my perspective, of course. As usual, we are going to look at the Bible. We are not going to look at the Bible in whole. So I am in no way a teacher of the way, a teacher from a theology school. I didn't study theology. I'm not a pastor. I am not any of that. I'm just... Um, normal human being who reads her word and would just love to come here and like you know speak to other believers or non-believers about the word of god and really just um anything that is faith related that affects us in our daily lives so first of all uh we're going to look at i think one scripture and then we just go on and talk and talk and talk even though i'm talking alone i feel like you know you guys are listening and i love that so we are going to look at romans 10 um verse 9 this is the scripture that most of the time if you go to a church and it's time of salvation and you give your life to christ it's the scripture that is recited over and over and over again and i wanted to start from here so that i sort of bring the context of what it means uh about being saved or being born again because obviously we use the scripture every now and then and then just get into the cracks of it as in personally what do i think not what what do i think what do i believe when or what do i mean when i'm saying i have given my life to christ and how is this supposed to look like or how is this supposed to uh sort of appear like in our minds as believers so romans chapter 10 verse 9 says if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then verse 10 says, One believes with, with the heart, resulting into righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. So there are two things here. So you need to make a confession with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and then you need to believe in your heart, which is the second part, that God raised him from the dead and that and God raised him from the dead. So the second part is quite interesting for me because it asks us to believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And immediately when I read the scripture, for me in my head, it's a thing of I'm acknowledging the power that lies within the name of God. And I'm acknowledging that 
he has authority and he has supremacy over each and everything because i need to believe that he has actually done this which is raised christ from the dead so the second part immediately sends me to a place where i'm acknowledging the authority of god and the power of god that he carries in his name and the, the miraculous God that he is to present miracles, sorry guys, the, the, the father of the God of turning impossibilities into possibilities, that is what I'm supposed to believe because essentially that is where our faith stems from. It's us believing that God has authority, God has power, God has um God has what? God has the ability to change, to transform, to restore and do all these things. And it points to the one event that they are saying we must believe in our heart that he raised uh, Jesus from the dead. And then the first part is you confessing that Jesus is Lord. That is you acknowledging who Jesus is, right? It's you acknowledging um, the, the what? The, the, it's you basically acknowledging, you know, that Jesus is supreme. That No, that Jesus is Lord. And you're understanding and you're coming to terms with the fact that nobody else is Lord other than Jesus. And you're making that confession out of your mouth. Then you will be saved. But now the question is, if, because I think here is also a thing with some of us as believers, you know, you say it out that Jesus is Lord. But sometimes we don't really believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We don't really believe in our heart that God has the power and the authority to do this, to do this kind of act. And as a result, for me, I believe that and I feel like if these two things are not done, um, then subsequently... I am not saved because it doesn't help if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. But then I don't believe in the power that God has that raised Jesus from the dead. I hope I'm making sense. If I don't, if I omit one and only do one, it doesn't help because these two are supposed to be done together for me to be saved. That is what the word of God says. It's not what I'm saying. It's not what Ndambe is saying. That is what the word of God says. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It doesn't say, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. No, it says... If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So there is a confession and a believing that needs to happen for you to be able to be saved. And the moment there is the non-existence of one of these two, essentially, then we can't talk about me being saved if maybe I believe that he raised God from the from the, that he raised um, Jesus from the dead, but I haven't confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord because that is required of me. And then the other verses, one believes with the heart. The heart believes. Remember, the, the word of God still says that out of the, out of, out of the heart, um, abundance flow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I, I was a little bit distracted. So they said one believes with the heart, resulting in the righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. You believing in your heart it results in righteousness because that is you believing in the 
authority and the power of God and acknowledging that and you confessing with your mouth then that becomes salvation so these two acts together brings us to salvation which leads me to my next question that I want to talk about what does it mean when I as a believer says that I have given my life to Christ you know the other time I had a conversation with my friend and we were talking about what do we actually mean when we say I have given my life to Christ and there's this example that my friend gave me and she said um when you gift somebody a present right so when you give them a present you give them you give it to them relinquishing any rights or any authority or any control you had over that present the moment you, ha- you you hand it to them right so if you gift someone a watch a temple watch or maybe a notebook you give it to them and automatically by you giving it to them you lose the authority and the power and the control over that gift because now it's into it's in somebody's hands it's no more yours and Essentially for us as believer it is supposed to be that way when we say i have given my life to christ it it means that i have fully surrendered to christ and my body and my soul and my mind and everything on the inside of me now belongs to christ it now belongs to god for him to use and not for me to try and take control and The truth is it is hard. I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like I've been perfect at doing that. There are still certain rooms that, you know, I still sort of struggle to give God to. And this and it might be most of you might relate. There are certain rooms, there are certain things that you haven't fully brought to God. There are certain places in your heart that you fully haven't br- have brought to you fully haven't brought to God for him to restore those places for him to refresh those spaces for him to feed those those places and that is why I'm saying essentially when you say you have given your life to God it is supposed to look like this you have fully surrendered everything that you have within you to God and your body so that he takes over and takes control and he uses it in whatever way he deems fit and when you are supposed to do that you are not supposed to have control you are not supposed to feed your own flesh you are not supposed to feed your own desires because you have given your life to Christ and the reason why I basically wanted to talk about this is because I feel like most of the time we just you know no I'm saved and sometimes we use it to be honest to scare off non-believers and make them and intimidate non-believers or unbelievers of those or those of our brothers and sisters who have backslidden to tell them that, to make them feel like you know you can't sit with me like oh you and I are not on the same level because I'm in the same level because I'm saved you are not but the truth is ask yourself are you really saved have you truly truly given your life to Christ are you sure there are rooms that are not closed off that you haven't allowed yourself to Christ because we have this sense of entitlement especially as people that are you know have this flesh our flesh will desire certain things right and it doesn't even have to be you know how we as believers sometimes think no this sin is more bigger than the other this one is more water than the other there's nothing like that sin is sin straight up and the thing is in as much as maybe the other person um 
they are feeding their body or they have created an appetite of something that obviously hinders their salvation and all that the truth is some of us do the same and it's hypocritical and at times we hide that and try to make it seem like we don't do it because to the outside world we are believers we are saved we are born again and it's really good to say it is good to say but the truth is most of us are not putting in the work to really really suit there's no yeah i don't want to use the word definition but to really really suit the character of somebody that has given their life to christ and i'm not here to judge you because i'm not perfect i'm no judge i'm not i'm no what what it's just something that i was thinking about because I've sat with non-believers, I've sat with uh, lukewarm people, I've sat with everybody because also I have been lukewarm at a point, I have been, I was an unbeliever at a point and the truth is the way I saw salvation and the way it was portrayed by certain believers shocked me to my core where people would think it's okay to do things that are not, um, you know, in line with the word of God and they say, no, even if you do that, God redeems and that reasoning has been used by people those of us that still call ourselves saved i know i have been saved which is true you have been saved but the truth is are you walking in your salvation are you walking in that path still until today or were you just saved the day that you made the altar call and from there you got so comfortable that you'd confessing with your mouth that one day and believing in your heart in that moment of five minutes made you feel like you can go back and do whatever you want because you have made that one prayer maybe it's time for you to recommit maybe it's really time for you to recommit and i just wanted to come here and share this because it was so heavy on my heart and i see most of us calling each other that i'm a believer i believe in god which is not wrong i'm not saying don't call yourself a believer i'm not saying don't say you are um you are saved or you have given your life to christ or you fully live for christ my thing is in as much as we say that as believers may we live that that is my biggest prayer is that and i pray that god that as we call ourselves believers oh father that we truly live up to that and it's not just something that we use to intimidate people it's not just something that we use because we want to be categorized as different it's not just something that we use because we don't want to be seen as sinners it's not just something that we want to we want to use so that we are grouped a different way and we are seen a different way but it's something that we live by each and every day that is really where i'm coming from and that is my whole prayer for each and every person that is listening and i know it might be of to you it might you might be like but Ndambe, we are bound to make mistakes and i understand that i get it but don't make mistakes to such an extent where you do them now knowing that you can always recommit okay like i understand you can recommit i understand you make mistakes here and there but don't create a habit out of it don't create an appetite for you to always make mistakes and sin and because you have created an appetite and now your lifestyle always craves certain things that you know are not right but because you have fallen in the thing of no once i do it i'm gonna pray and god is gonna save me again because you don't know when we leave this earth because i think that's also the one thing when i was you know thinking about this whole thing i'm like the truth is people are dying yeah and we don't even know when i don't even know when i'm dying i'm not gonna lie uh 
I don't know when other people are dying. And I think especially when we talk about salvation, I think it's very important for us to understand what we say when we are saying, as believers, when we say we are fully living our lives to Christ or I have given, especially the part of giving your life to Christ. I think I, I strongly, strongly believe that we must see it as you giving a gift to somebody where the moment you give that gift for somebody, you give them control and authority to use it in whatever way they want. And <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, <coughs> Bless me. I'm so sorry, guys. You give them the right and the control over that gift. And you now cannot go back and say, okay, God, I blessed you with a kettle. Can I please come? Or you can't say, I blessed you a kettle. I blessed you with a kettle as a gift. But can you bring it back just so I use it for two days? Like, no, you don't do that. So if you don't do that with the presents that you buy for people, why must you do that with the life that God has created for a purpose and has given you when it's time to give your life to Christ? Why do we do that? And I'm saying we because all, the truth is I have at times also done that where I'm like, oh no, I'm a believer. If somebody asks, obviously, I'm going to say I'm a believer, I'm saved, I've given my life to Christ. And in as much as that is a nice song, I think now I look at things more differently. And when I look at it from that perspective, then it helps me as a believer um, be honest with myself and really look on the inside of my heart and really search for those places that I haven't really fully given to Christ so that I start working on them and I ask God to help me open up these doors and open up these places so that he fully owns me as he, his creation and that I lose total control over certain things, that I lose the sense of entitlement over certain things and it doesn't even sometimes have to be deep, deep rooms. Sometimes it's things like our careers where you feel like I need to control this yet again you call yourself uh, no I have been saved where you know God sort of tells you that no I'm moving you from job A to B but because job job B has a a lower salary than your job A, you don't you don't want to move. Why? Because you don't believe that God is going to provide for you in with a lower salary than job A. And that takes us back. You need to believe. The beginning of you believing is where your faith starts. The moment you have disbelief or doubt, that is where your faith stops operating too. And really, it's just something that I wanted to talk about, short, sweet, but I just wanted to come on here and talk about it. And if you have something to say, if you have something to share, just drop it in the comments. I will engage or my, my, my uh, partner is going to engage. I, As I said, I am not a perfect person. I'm not a preacher. I didn't go to theology school. All I do is come here and share the word of God and share what is on my heart. One day my partner and I are all going to be together and record this podcast. But as of now, I think this is where we are going to end. We're just going to close off in prayer. My sincere, sincere apologies that I haven't prayed at the beginning of the episode. And unfortunately, now I can't go back. Um, I remember when I was in the middle when I was thinking I'm distracted because I'm like, oh... I was so fired up that I didn't even sorry remember to do this. But we are going to close up in prayer and 
वो एंड द डे ही आई होप दिस इज ब्लेस यू इफ इट हैज प्लीज शेयर इट विद अनदर पर्सन सो दैट आई जस्ट यू नो हैव अ वर्ड ऑफ इनकरेजमेंट एंड सो दैट वी ऑल रियली लुक एट आवर लाइफ्स एंड हाउ वी आर लिविंग एंड रियली स्टार्ट डिफाइनिंग व्हाट इज सल्वेशन मीन टू मी पर्सनली व्हाट इज बीइंग बोर्न अगेन मीन टू मी पर्सनली व्हाट इज गिविंग माय लाइफ टू क्राइस्ट मीन टू मी पर्सनली एंड एम आई लिविंग दैट डेफिनेशन दैट आई हैव I have learned and of course by looking at scripture and the writings of the theologians and everybody else and certain teaching by looking at that also because Ndambe is not she is not a qualified preacher she is not Ndambe is just sharing what is on her heart and the knowledge that she has and yeah so with that being said let's just uh close off in prayer father we thank you we thank you for this word we thank you for what we have spoken today father i thank you for each and every person that listens father to this recording in the mighty name of jesus lord father you know and you have told us in your word what being saved and what salvation means and what giving our lives to christ means father i thank you that each and every person gains understanding and clarity on this concept father we thank you almighty god that when we declare father when we go out there and speak that we have given our life to cross that father we understand the full meaning of what that means in the mighty name of Jesus Lord father we thank you that we speak father and we walk the way we speak in the mighty name of Jesus Lord father we thank you that we are not just readers and listeners of your word lord but we are doers of the word too lord in the mighty name of Jesus and father we thank you almighty god that we walk diligently in the paths and taking the steps that you have ordained for each and every one of us father right now i come against any spirit of of confusion father and his spirit of rudeness father and his spirit father of eagerness in the mighty name of Jesus father i ask that you strip us of all of this father so that we make a deep introspection into our hearts and into our lives father so that we reflect father on the things that we have done father and the decisions we have made so that we change our our ways when need be father so that we walk as people that have given their lives to Christ in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray amen and amen and amen and thank you for coming hey uh just come on here and just listen to me and just talk and i think i hope you just I'll be dropping you know like certain recordings maybe one day I'll be with my friend or my partner whether maybe one day I will just come on alone because there are times where I really want to speak about something and it's in the middle of the night and then yeah and the more you postpone this the more sometimes you know you never get to listen to it so with that being said thank you so much for being here and I hope to hear from you and I hope to hear your feedback and I'll speak to you soon so bye